With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Pour one more beer for me. Exile needs quality. So savagely. Best beer in all the land. Brewed with a loving hand. From bottle, keg, or can. Exile Brewing. E-X-I-L-E. For me. E-X-I-L-E. Let's drink. Crack open a Ruthie today. Enjoy your HN Instant Reaction Podcast following Iowa's, gosh, I don't even know what the score is, <laughs> 21 to 19 loss to Penn State. Um, gosh, I don't even know where to begin. That's one of the challenges of these instant reactions. I, I would imagine there'll be a lot of rambling that takes place uh, here on this. I'm going to turn my phone off because it's going to be blown up for the next 20 minutes while I do this. Iowa's defense allowed 579 total yards of offense. Penn State's offense ran 99 plays. And that is one of the most gutty defensive performances I've ever seen. I know that does not sound like one plus one equaling two, because it doesn't. Iowa's offense for most of the night was inept. I mean, Akram Wadley had two big plays. Akram Wadley had a um, 70-yard reception and a 35-yard run, so that's 105 yards. You take those two plays away from Iowa's totals, and they gained 168 yards on 43 plays. Iowa only ran 45 plays in this game. 45 plays to 99. That's doubling up. Remember Dace and I talking earlier this year about how Duke ran like 102 plays to Northwestern's 54 and just destroyed them in a yardage total that was similar to this? Northwestern lost that game 40-something to like under 20. Iowa lost this game on the last play of the game. It was electric. From what I could tell from my couch in Kinnick Stadium, Iowa fans, once again, you are to be commended for creating just a phenomenal atmosphere. Iowa didn't have any timeouts on that last drive. Could have used that one that they called to set up a two-point conversion when they were up four points. I really don't know what that gives you. Obviously, the extra point doesn't give you anything more. Would have made it a five-point game. It was 19 to 15. Going for two makes it a, and you get it, it's a six-point game, I guess, which makes them have to kick the make the extra point. I mean, that's the only reason to do it. Is it worth a timeout? In hindsight, probably not. Iowa's defense could have used a blow along the way there. They had no timeouts, couldn't stop Penn State. There were a couple of fourth downs uh, in that one. Couple of fourth down, a couple of fourth down plays rather in that one that Penn State had to convert. Saquon Barkley, Penn State's running back, 
that, in my opinion, is the best performance I think I've ever seen by an offensive player against the Iowa Hawkeyes in my lifetime. Now, I saw this statistic, and I favored it from Matt Benson on Twitter. Barkley's 358 all-purpose yards are the second most by any Iowa opponent in the Ferentz era. Christian McCaffrey had 10 more yards in the Rose Bowl. But Iowa's defense in the Rose Bowl, I don't think anybody came away all that proud of Iowa's defensive effort against Stanford in the Rose Bowl. I can't imagine how any Iowa fan isn't proud with how Iowa's defense responded in this game. I know they gave up 579 yards. They only gave up 21 points, and seven of it came as the clock turned zero. Iowa actually averaged more yards per play than Penn State, 6.1 to 5.8. Obviously, Iowa's average very much helped by 105 yards on two plays from Akram Wadley. Iowa's defense made Penn State earn everything, everything that it got. And it took arguably the greatest performance by an Iowa opponent since at least 1981, the ones that I've seen, to give him a win as time expired. Barkley's final numbers, 28 carries for 211 yards, which ties the most ever rushing yards by a Penn State player against Iowa. I think Levi Mitchell, 1971, was the stat they showed on TV. Barkley had 12 receptions for 94 yards. I mean, he was just incredible. Trace McSorley, Penn State's quarterback, was 31 of 48, 48 passing attempts for 284 yards. Nate Stanley's going to have better games. It was clear from the outset that he was pretty hyped up that this game, these moments seemed bigger than him. And that's how it was for much of the night. But I will give him... This game, as it was winding down, reminded me so much of Iowa's win against then number three Penn State in 2008. I think Iowa, they went, gosh, what was it? I think I might have it pulled up here. 15-play drive for 57 yards, 3 minutes and 46 seconds of clock in 2008 to set up Daniel Murray's game-winning field goal. And I remember writing and saying at that time that Ricky Stanzi grew up, that he was cool and comfortable in the pocket, just a cool customer that I think that that was kind of the dawn of Stanzi. I think that when you look at what Nathan Stanley did in the second half after facing a ton of duress, and I mean, Penn State was blitzing in the first half on nearly every single time Iowa passed and also run. And if I'm a future Iowa opponent, I look at this tape of what Penn State did and I do the I try to do the exact same thing. Clearly. I mean, you guys have heard me say this for years. If I'm lining up to play against Iowa, and I'm a defensive coordinator, I just blitz the dog crap out of them until they beat me multiple times. Penn State did that tonight. And Iowa beat them a couple of times, and it was almost enough. It was almost enough. But in the end, Penn State, clearly the better football team because they have Saquon Barkley. And I think that's about it. The difference between Iowa and Penn State in my opinion, is Saquon Barkley. I saw somebody say if you take Saquon Barkley off of Penn State, they're just a meh 
team. I mean, if you take Michael Jordan off the Bulls, they never won a championship, right? I mean, that's kind of silly. He is what he is. He's on their team. That makes him a great team. If Akram Wadley gets hurt, Iowa's not nearly as good of a football team at this point in time. Uh, some folks were calling for you know, maybe a backup running back to come in. We did see Ivory Kelly Martin come in, I think, uh, a couple of times. Um, I don't know if Iowa ran on either of those. I don't think Kirk Ferentz was going to mess around with Torn Young and Ivory Kelly Martin in this game handed off. I mean, Akron Wadley had the only turnover of the game for Iowa, a fumble that was lost, that was big, and Penn State went down and scored a touchdown off of that one. Um, wasn't a, you know Stanley was 13 of 22, 191 yards, two touchdowns. He now has 11 touchdown passes on the season to just one interception. He's a good quarterback. He is he's better than I thought he would be as a he's a true sophomore playing in his fourth game. So I will certainly forgive those jitters. He answered and responded late. The offense answered and responded late. The defense responded time after time after time after time. Penn State had the ball for 39 minutes and 39 seconds to Iowa's 20-21. Never would have thought that would be how this game went. Iowa's defense made them earn it all, every single time. Just looking at the drive chart here for Penn State. 10 plays, 36 yards, punt. Uh, then Iowa forced a three and out. Then they Penn State scored a field goal on an 11-play, 66-yard drive. Uh, they missed a field goal on a 10-play, 37-yard drive. Punted three plays. Turnover on down with six plays. Uh, interception. In the second half, they got a field goal on seven plays, 55 yards. Touchdowns, eight plays, 75 yards. And they fumbled on an eight, in the middle of an eight-play, 39-yard drive. Um, their field goal attempt that Iowa blocked that Iowa's defense blocked there in the fourth quarter. That was a 16-play, 75-yard drive that ate up 7.20 of clock. And Penn State's last game-winning drive, 12 plays and 80 yards. They earned every point. Every one. I mean, that was a, a phenomenal defensive effort by Iowa. And in the, entering this game, Penn State had, I think, fifth-fewest plays per drive average in the country. They were one of the lowest time of possession teams in the country. Um, one of the lowest plays run per game teams in the country. And Iowa was one of the best at all of those statistics. And yet in this game, Iowa's touchdowns, the last two touchdowns came on a three-play drive for 74 yards and a three-play drive for 80 yards. And the touchdown in the first half was a one-play drive for 21. It was a total flip of script. This was a total flip of script from the standpoint of how many plays each team like you know run ran runs per game coming into this one? Big scoring plays, short drives. Iowa did that. Penn State was Iowa in this game, and Iowa was well. They weren't Penn State. Still, I know there's going to be some of you out there that say, "Well, John, Iowa's defense still gave up 579. That wasn't a good effort." Send those comments to somebody else because I'm really not going to hear it. I f there were a lot of folks after the Iowa State game and North Texas games combined that were beginning to question Iowa's defense. I began to wonder just how good they were or how good they could be. And this game answered a lot of questions for me. A.J. Epinesa, there's an old saying that it's very difficult to put the genie back in the bottle or the toothpaste back in the tube once it's out. A.J. Epinesa is out of the bottle. 
Did he lose contain a couple of times tonight? Yes. Every time he was in, I watched him every play. Every second of every play he was in. So yeah, he, he broke up contain a few times and, and and you could see a couple times why I think that he hasn't been playing, you know, like an every down guy. But he's too good to not be out there thirty to forty snaps a game anymore. And I think that, that I think that, that time is over. I think he I think he earned a lot of trust tonight in this game. And I think you'll see him on the field a lot more as the year goes forward. And that's bad news for opposing quarterbacks and tackles because he is an absolute beast. Iowa in this game had four sacks. I think they came into the game with either two or three on the season. Iowa had 11 tackles for loss. And if it was anybody not named Saquon Barkley, they would have had 20. How many times did Iowa hit Barkley in the backfield and Barkley would go backwards only to bounce outside and turn positive yards? He's a freak. To me, I mean, right now, if I'm, you know, four games into the season, I'm voting him for the Heisman Trophy. He's just, he's, I think he's the best player in the country. And it took the best player in the country to beat the Iowa defense tonight. Folks, that's what it took. It took the best player in the country for his team to beat Iowa on the last play of the game. That's what it took. I can't can't be, you know, I can't, for those of you that are irritated, Matt, I can't go there with you. So don't tweet at me because I'm not going to respond other than maybe to retweet it and embarrass you. You've been warned. Um, Just an amazing... Heartland Flagpoles and Flags has flags of various shapes and sizes, banners, windsocks, and more of nearly every team and every sport. That's college, NFL, MLB, NBA, and hockey. If you feel like maybe you're the only Seattle Seahawks fan in your neighborhood, don't worry. They have flags for you as well. Heartland Flags has more than 100 Iowa Hawkeye items from flags to tiki totems, metal signs, luggage tags, and so much more. Let your fandom fly when you shop at Heartland Flags. Free shipping. Seriously, when you shop online, we're talking about free shipping. Your orders will ship for free from Heartland Flags. Heartlandflags.com is the website. Go check it out. Dace, he's a huge Michigan fan. He's a Detroit Lions fan. Rob Howe is a New York Mets fan. I went to their website. Heartlandflags.com has it for you. Again, free shipping on all orders online. Follow them on Twitter at Heartland Flags. And once again, visit them online at heartlandflags.com. Iowa just three penalties for 25 yards. Penn State had eight for 90. I know there was some confusion on you know when Penn State blocked Iowa's field goal and that um, defensive lineman jumped over Iowa's center. That this year the rule has been changed where you're not allowed to jump over the line of scrimmage if you're a defender running at the line of scrimmage, say from you know off the line of scrimmage. If you're running at the line of scrimmage, say from the linebacker area, and you leap the line of scrimmage, that's illegal this year. But the guy who leapt the line of scrimmage was a defensive lineman, and he hopped over it. Pretty athletic play, actually, almost from a standstill. That's not illegal. Okay, so that's not illegal. Was Saquon Barkley's down knee down, and did he get an extra 25 yards on that drive they scored a touchdown on? Yeah, it was, and they didn't review it. Iowa could have called a timeout there to force a review, but they didn't, but it is what it is. Uh, I, I don't think you can sit here and say Iowa lost the game because of the officials. I'm not, I'm not going to. If you want to, you can. That's not what I'm going to do. Penn State had 29 first downs to just 11 for Iowa. Iowa was 311 on third down. Penn State just 6 of 18. Uh, 
Iowa didn't go for it on fourth down this game. Penn State went for it on fourth down th- four times, and they um, converted it on th- three of those four times. Penn State had two turnovers, almost a third, almost a third turnover. McSorley um, fumbled. I think that might have been the drive that uh, Penn State wound up getting the, the um, kick blocked anyway. So this one's gonna this one's gonna hurt people for a good long time. Um, you know, thankfully it looked like Iowa didn't have any injuries uh, in this one, other than just you know a lot of guys that are gonna be really sore that they're gonna have to flush this out of their systems. But next week Michigan State uh, is Iowa's opponent. Last I saw they were getting handled by Notre Dame, and I'm looking at their score now with. 44 minutes and 51 seconds left in the game. Notre Dame is beating Michigan State 38-10. to 10. I want to take a quick look at the box score here while I've got it up. Um, team stats, Michigan State uh, has 358 yards, 151 rushing, 207 passing. They've got three turnovers, and they lead time of possession by six. So probably some big plays for Notre Dame. Um, Michigan State's going to be a salty opponent. This is not going to be an easy game, and can Iowa – pick themselves up off the mat because Michigan State is going to be picking themselves up off the mat. Pretty crucial game next week in East Lansing. One of these teams is going to lose two games in a row. So I don't want to get too far out ahead of myself. But you know what? In the end, Iowa had Penn State likely where it hoped to have them near the end of the game. As Dace and I talked about this, and as Rob and I, Howe and I talked about this this week, I said if Iowa wins this game, it's going to have to be like 24-21, 24-23, something like that. I said if Penn State gets over 27, I don't think Iowa can beat them. You know, it, it did turn out that way. You know, Iowa giving up a safety, Iowa lost by two points. Whew, football. That's football, as Kirk would say. I'm curious, you know, we'll listen to what he has to say after the game probably know what it's going to be you know a lot of pain we'll flush it out of our system etc but man college football is pretty amazing it really is i feel tired i feel worn out my heart was pounding in my chest there the last that penn state drive just like i've not felt in a long time and yeah you know obviously i'm an iowa fan i've been my whole life and it sucks that Iowa won, but I kind of feel similarly after, like I did after the Iowa Wisconsin game in 2010. Just from a standpoint of wow, I just witnessed a heck of a a heck of a contest. Just I saw greatness out in the field, and Saquon Barkley unfortunately was great, but Akram Wadley's two touchdown plays, holy cow! I can't wait to go back and watch those again because in the middle of the game as it's going on, I'm tweeting and it kind of takes away from. A little bit takes away from the enjoyment of a game just because not focusing on it as much. I certainly get a lot more of that in the rewinds, but really glad to see that Iowa had some answers in the second half. Don't think that I, I think that, you know, if we're going to go on, you know, play calling grades, that was uh, that was probably if you're going to rank the first four games, that was number four. The first half, you know, choices there. I mean, let's be let's be honest first. Iowa dropped a lot of passes in this game. Iowa's offense didn't do itself any favors. Nathan Stanley wasn't on target. Some of those drops might have been balls that were thrown behind. I think Vandenberg had one uh, early on across the middle. So there was definitely some lack of execution. But that play on the safety, the toss out of the end zone, I think Brian would want that one back. That was not a great call. 
But in the second half, I saw improvements. And I I was just, you know, I was just going to learn a lot from this game. I think that they're going to gain a lot of confidence in the midst of the pain of the loss. These guys are going to go to bed believing, and rightfully so, that they can hang with the best in the country. I don't think they're one of the best in the country teams. They might actually get more votes this week in the polls than they have been getting the first three games. They don't have to hang with the best in the country week in, week out. They just have to hang with what's on their schedule, and next week it's Michigan State. I think, well, we can leave more of that projecting for podcasts that come up this week. Next week for the Michigan State game. I will be listening to that game on the radio as my family and I return from Colorado. I'm actually really looking forward to that. I'm really looking forward to consuming a game purely on the radio, relying solely on the radio call, no Twitter, no other distractions, just me and the headphones and listening to a football game. As long as I have cell phone service driving I-70 from Denver, Colorado to Tulsa, Oklahoma, I'll be happy. But when I lose it, I'm going to probably go out of my mind. Hopefully, I'll be back in time to do, if not an instant, if I'm not back in time to do an instant reaction podcast, I'll certainly do some type of podcast on the game. But it'll be interesting what that is since I will not have watched it. Or maybe I'll wait till I get home to watch it. I don't know. So I'll look forward to doing that. We'll have podcasts this week, even though I will be in the state of Colorado. Thank you to Exile Brewing Company, as always, for their sponsorship. And Heartland Flagpoles and Flags, visit their website at heartlandflags.com. Thank you for listening.